Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tonelli, and I'm joined this week by Patrick Kagongo and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. On this episode, we'll be taking a plazication, but first, the Skate Mafia 2020 promo. At the end of last week, San Diego's Skate Mafia released their 2020 promo on the Thrasher site. It's a 27-minute assault on San Diego's skate spots with Brandon Turner setting it off and Alexis Ramirez closing it out with all the homies in between. Patrick, what did you think? So I never thought, I never expected that we we're going to be seeing a full part from Brandon Turner at age 38. And this is 22 years after Fulfill the Dream. I, I was instantly brought back to seeing him in an old voice skateboards ad in 411. And they were skating to a, I think it was a Respond React by The Roots. Anyway, real talk, like, I never really took Skate Mafia seriously. And that might be, it might be just because... It's more content for me to be like, okay, just like one more thing to add to the queue. But upon deeper reflection, one thing I've noticed about them is that they are super consistent. Um, I don't love the fits and I don't always love the music, but they put out a lot of content. They're doing their thing. And I'm often reminded that, you know, if you can be big in your little area, if you can be big in a city like San Diego or LA or New York, and you're moving in enough boards and putting out content and people are watching, you've made it. You've absolutely made it. And you know, Brandon Turner never really went away. It's just that his, you know, he had a wild, an admittedly wild life. And we can't talk about, we can't talk about this, you know, this part without discussing some of the injuries that he's had. He said, like, literally career-ending injuries. He's been hit by cars multiple times in his life, broke both of his ankles. I believe he broke both of his legs. He's um, obviously struggled with addiction. He's been to jail and then prison. You know, most guys like this, you know, they got a, like an epically latered and, you know, you just see them, you know, kind of cruising around at the local park, something like that. But nah, he's out there killing it. Like, he's out there killing it. He's ride or die Black Lives Matter, right? Um, he's starting companies. He's actually involved. Like, this is grounds for, like, a next level renaissance. Like, this is Guy Mariano level shit. I mean, it's like Sodi level shit. Like, in, in that context, or like, it's a Lifetime Achievement uh, Award winning performance, like, yeah, it's, it's pretty insane reading that Thrasher interview from uh, uh, like a month ago or something. Two yeah, it, it was like a couple thra- a couple th- issues ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this Brandon Turner thing is pretty much like the feel-good story of the year. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, Skate Mafia, like I've been a fan of them for a long-ass time. I've multiple physical copies of their videos. And I was just kind of looking back uh, on the shelf there. And the Skate Mafia video, again their videos are almost impossible to keep track of because they're all titled like the skate mafia video 2015 skate mafia video 2012 but um the one from 2011 with the the super good tyler surrey part where he skates to a jumping jack flash Mm -hmm. yeah like they're still skating the same schoolyards with the same benches doing the same like sub genre of like whatever nose slide not like he'll very flip out shit like that so yeah, oh, yeah. they're really consistent oh yeah it, it's like you know how they said in uh, the the tag for the show portlandia was where the dream of the 90s is always alive nah bump that san diego and that's our 90s that's skateboarding <laughs> 90s it's like you could go there with like a tall t and some you know some camel cargos and some osiruses and you know do a back tail kick flip out i heard that in san diego trans world is still like 180 pages <laughs> <laughs> crossover from Orange County into San Diego County, all of a sudden somebody hands you like a nice IPA and 
Sublime is playing everywhere, and <laughs> yeah, yeah like amazing. a uh, like a twenty-seven minute promo in this economy, like. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're obviously still ripping. Like looking back at this one, like Wes Kramer kind of like went off, did some mm-hmm. crazy tech shit. Like I thought he was kind of like going, moving more into like the um, kind of like the boneless kind of like. Wally kind of uh, troglodyte type of zone, but he did some crazy tech shit. Like he did like that one. If you remember in virtual, like Rick Howard does like a frontside half cap kickflip to five zero on those like uh, little the little imperial kind of like mini hubba. Mm-hmm. Like he did he did one of those like all types of shit like that. Like Tyler yeah, he did it both ways, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he did it on a little ledge nollie as well, which is crazy. So he's obviously like on like a jedi master level where he can just do whatever he wants to so yeah yeah, definitely any footage from him also like tyler surrey like big fan that guy's a genius um the party came out with last year that i think he works better with with uh gustav that that part that gustav filmed was like amazing but he's still a genius and shit so again any footage from him is a uh, is a treat yeah i almost feel like tyler surrey and um jamie palmore um, who I don't think was in this one. I feel like those dudes shine more outside of the Skate Mafia video uh, world. Like in yeah. the New Balance stuff, they like really shine. Yeah, there, there's mm-hmm. a lot going on in the New Balance. I mean, in the uh, Skate Mafia universe. Yeah, for sure. Right. And it's weird too because um, there is obviously a '90s nostalgia that's happening, but not much of a 90s nostalgia for late 90s San Diego Southern Orange County which is very odd because that there was that period like that was skateboarding right like, oh yeah it was oh, the capital yeah it's like it's you know what it is it's, it's cuz we're so, we're selective with our nostalgia right because we're all looking back at uh Dylan Ave getting on workshop um Zoo York mixtape um what's the other joint um, any of Dan Wolf's videos, and that's like a small sliver, and it's like that's a tiny, tiny sliver of what the 1990s was. And like, if we're talking like what was popular, what was popular was San Diego. It was going to San Diego or Orange County or Southern LA County. Like, it wasn't cool to you. Like, what footage? What cool footage was coming out of downtown LA other than the the arcs rails? You know? Yeah, I Not mean, much. <laughs> I, I I don't know that much about music, but I would imagine that. You could say the same thing about, like, if you listen to the Oldies channel, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff missing that was popular in the day that, you know, hasn't last. It hasn't, you know, stood the test of time. So I think, yeah, um, photosynthesis stood the test of time where, like, troubleshooters maybe isn't a video that people... Uh, Tactical uh, manual. <laughs> wow. Wow. The disrespect. Shout out to Steve Salantani. Troubleshooters. Troubleshooters was good. My friend had that video, and then he loaned me. He permanently loaned me a copy. I think it was good. It actually. It was he like that dude loaned me Troubleshooters and World Market Rising, which was a video out of Florida. That was a great. Video. That was yeah. Uh, was that like that a was, jo- an early Josh Stewart production? I believe so. It was fantastic, though. It was also, It's still to this day. I think the only video I've ever seen which had like a bunch of Hendrix songs, which is like impossible, impossible to clear in 2020. Like you're not doing it. Right. I'm sure they were not cleared for World Market's uh, shop video or whatever. Yeah. Oh. Was, wasn't World oh, Market no. like the the board brand that uh, Spot tried to start or something? Wasn't it? Was it? 
Or was it? Possibly. You have to fact check that. I, I thought the, the spot board company was something like Far East or something oh, like Far, that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I've got to go back and fact check that, I guess. But, um, or you, or, or you, oh, because um, I don't know. But now you're making me think about Nicotine Wheels, which was another great what if of the Mid-Atlantic. Oh, yeah. Well, Nicotine, yeah, yeah, that was out of Nicotine was out of uh, D.C. or Beltsville, yeah. Maryland or whatever. Do you remember, what was the name of the little skate shop, Attitude Skate Shop, on um, on Baltimore Ave in College Park, Maryland? Like, right up the street from Maryland, University of Maryland? Intensity? That, was it Intensity? Intensity nah. was the shop where they had all the demos and shit. It was, like, just in Beltsville. I have no idea. It's just, like, some little town off the Beltway. Yeah, because yeah. Beltsville is where Atomic Music is. Or, I guess they moved to Laurel recently. But now, like, there was a shop literally five minutes from campus. And I remember I used to spend a lot of time going over there. And it was one of those places where they would just dump, like, a whole bunch of, um, it was one of those places where, like, uh, Capital Nicotine or whatever, like, if this product just went unsold and the company had gone under, you could go cop. And I actually, uh, some years ago, I ended up buying a nicotine skate bag. From there. Oh, and it's like, it's, yeah, it's perfectly sized. It's, like, got the straps and everything. Man, I bought it for 15 bucks. Shout out to eBay. Sick. Yeah, like, um, yeah, that's funny. Back to the music thing, like, it's cool to cite, like, uh, Eastern Exposure, Photosynthesis, you know what I mean, as influences. It's kind of like Velvet Underground or whatever, you know what I mean, one of those artists that's cool, like, to cite as an influence. But, like, Osiris was huge. Like, Brandon said it in the interview, he was getting, like, his biggest month was, like, 60K. Which is insane. (laughs) Yeah. 60K. 60k and you're under 30 man i'm surprised he, he didn't die <laughs> the way he was living like the way a lot of those guys were living like those checks were out of control and yes it was attitude skates on uh baltimore avenue but yeah but oh, right to Brandon, 60 000 in a month right there's a there's like a handful of cats who were getting that money right Right, like, it's kind of, you know, imagine Smolik or Muska, you know, the, those guys had, like, similar sponsors and were, like, the marquee dudes. Yeah, oh, they, they, they had so much <laughs> Like, they had so much money, they were like, oh, what can I do? Like, oh, let's start, like, a watch brand. And that was, like, Diaka. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? What that shit. People yeah, pay yeah. for it. <laughs> I'm really surprised that Brandon, Brandon Turner didn't start, some, start a brand, you know, at the time. In that interview, he talked about how he got involved in the drug trade and i've always thought that a skateboard company or a skate shop or a skate park is like a great drug front just because there's so much like (laughs) squishy money to wash the money yeah isn't doing that right now yeah yeah, maybe maybe that's what's happening with his brand's uh gift and uh i don't remember the name of the other one i'm just just surprised that that it didn't happen you know it has to have happened (laughs) Oh, it, it definitely I mean, has. I know of a um, somebody who rode for a company and got caught up in a raid and spent a night in jail because their sponsor was a drug front. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean, yeah, of course. But um, dog, it's happening right now where there's crime. Yeah. Way like Osiris was huge. Like so, they they were like the uh, I guess like the Van Halen or Foreigner of the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? People still like Van Halen. No, Van Halen's a shit, dude. Like, but you know what I mean? They were like big time shit all, yeah. all around the country. Oh, dude. It's like the Osiris. And, and it's interesting, going back to that point about selective nostalgia, that we have chosen collectively to focus on certain, like this tiny little sliver 
of the 1990s when there was a lot of stuff in there that was just straight up terrible. But the thing is, we were also hungry for content, for videos, for magazines, whatever, that, you know, it didn't matter. You know, your tastes weren't sophisticated. Um, I, I got a, a text from an old friend. And we were talking about being cool in high school. And I was saying, like, man, there was nobody cool in high school. You had, like, one cool friend. It's so different in 2020 when you have kids who have a strong idea of an aesthetic and they have uh, very, very, you know, sound opinions on branding and things like that. I was like, are you guys even having fun? I wasn't thinking about branding when I was 16. All I was thinking about was skating and playing guitar. That's it. 24-7, 365. I didn't start developing my own you know sort of idea of self and like stop caring I didn't stop caring what other people thought until I was about 17 18 and then I never looked back but you know when you're in junior high high school you know like nobody's actually cool like we all had like one friend who smoked clove cigarettes and like listened to stereo lab that's it you mean uh you mean you weren't working on your personal brand oh no <laughs> in ninth grade <laughs> Well, these days, it. everybody's their own media company as soon as they get oh, a smartphone. Yeah. So you, yeah, like, exactly. you got to work on your personal brand, you know, right out of the gate. Absolutely. It's, it's so terrible. But yeah, nobody was, nobody was cool. Okay. Like, you, again, I can't, you know, I can't state this enough. We all had one cool friend. We didn't have like a whole crew of people who was, you know, boss man moves 24-7-365. Nah, people embarrass themselves left and right. It's just there was no <laughs> documentation. Yeah, thank God. Thank goodness. Yeah, you just remind me of all the fights that used to happen. Kids now, don't, they don't even fight. <laughs> what do they do? They just talk shit on the internet and like get, yeah. get the SWAT team <laughs> called on their house? Exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, we've talked about, we've talked about, you know, you remember the cop who used to hassle you. You remember the hometown hero. And you definitely remember the greatest fight you ever saw in high school, because I do. <laughs> oh, well, now it's like the, whenever there's a room of, of a fight, everyone like, goes to whatever hallway or whatever and, like, gets her phone out. Exactly. And gets in a big circle. <laughs> Which is, nah, it just used to be like, yo, 2 p.m. in front of the annex. Be there. In front of the annex. That was it. <laughs> the, the quad. <laughs> that was, you know. <laughs> no, it, it's it's so different now. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. But, you know, Osiris is, like, I think they're still around. And I've definitely seen people wearing them unironically every time I've been down to San Diego or to Orange County. But, Dog, it's just like they just move different down there. It's um, yeah, it's you know. it's a different world, and yeah, I don't think that's the world that like people look back on fondly. That's where everybody was going, man. That's what that was. Those are the proving grounds. That's where you were going. <laughs> There's like one school left or something, at like a bunch of rocks. Mm -hmm. Like they, that's the thing they skate all those like rocks like on the pier or whatever. Yeah, but like it's such a the pace of life there is. It's almost like um, it's almost like a college town. And Brandon Turner talks about Schmalik because Schmalik is still out here doing wild things. You know, you still live in that life. And it's interesting seeing that divergence between the two of them. Me being like, you know, he's still my brother. You know, that's still my man. But you know, Brandon is like focused on being sober and teaching Pilates. No, Pilates is good. I made some notes about this. Like, um, oh, oh, I'm not, I'm not knocking it, but just like this is a guy yeah, again. This like, again, like his injuries are nothing to laugh at. Like, this is a dude who honestly should like be like creaking along, and instead he's fit. He's super, you know, he's super cut. Like, this is a guy who's making me think like I need to, I need to rethink my workout plan because we're the same age and. 
you know, he's doing that switch drop in, the bam drop in. Yeah, he could, uh, if he plays his card right, he could be like the next Bhagwan or something. Like, uh, did you guys see that Netflix documentary about the guy who did, um, fuck, the hot yoga? Big Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Turned out to be a total creep? Yeah. 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 Actually, no, bump that. If we're talking skating, you know what? He should, he need, what he needs to do is either, no, he, he should, man, he should reach out to Neen and be like, yo, brother to brother, man, you know, we need to do a yoga program for us, you know? synergize you know black yoga yo <laughs> that's the whole market that's a whole that's a whole untapped market these guys could be killing it yeah dude i'm just for sure. i'm just saying you know black but, yoga um, and pilates that, that would be the move that'd be but no i think i think carol has been fucking with pilates for a minute mm-hmm. like a bunch of pros i think a bunch of pros are on like a program like a which bunch of girls great. were which like but they didn't like talk about it or whatever and like yeah. I got, I ended up getting a getting a book that I think James Kelch posted on Instagram or whatever. And Carol was like, "Yeah, that's the shit or whatever." It's called The Pilates Body by um, Brooke Seiler. It's just like mm-hmm. a bunch of shit you can do at your house or whatever. It's real mellow. Mm-hmm. It's like the the way I see it, like Pilates is better than yoga because yoga is cool for like your balance or whatever. But like a lot of the mm-hmm. poses and shit puts your body in real weird, like unnatural positions and shit. Mm-hmm. And Pilates is just, like, about stretching, you know what I mean, being more flexible and, like, stronger. So, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I've never been to an actual Pilates class. I think there's, like, different kinds and shit. Yeah, but this definitely sounds like a lane, and it and and we're seeing results. Brian right. Turner, Carol's still doing it. Actually, man, that's actually wild that you said that Carol and Kelts, because, again, two, you know, pretty reformed party boys. Like, guys who definitely got heavy into some wild things oh, yeah. um, in the earlier years. And here they are exchanging uh, messages on Instagram about a book on Pilates. You know, there's, there's growth for everyone. And also, like, it's it's it also feels a little bit more tangible than, like, the whole Danny Way, Colin McKay, like, we're eating buffalo steaks and we've been we've been jacked since 96. Where you been? <laughs> yeah. Who, I, I, yeah, who knows what program they're on? Like, I'm always interested in that type of shit because you know i lift myself and whatnot yeah them and sluggo sluggo also he's still skating like he does gymnastics and he weight trains and like he's he's another dude like he's like he came out of the womb you know you know ripped but like he's still oh, doing yeah. it man yeah he was he's a grown-ass man like back in the in the real video mm-hmm. when he skated to marky mark and the funky bunch i can't believe that shit actually man i i yo you know what that shows that there's room for growth for all of us how you be a guy like mark Wahlberg, who gets arrested for a hate crime and does has a terrible questionable rap career and is now like a respected actor and producer with his hands in everything yeah i don't know i think just persistence you know <laughs> no. no i mean um <laughs> you can't you just be wouldn't stop getting in people's face and getting roles and showing up I guess so, but just like I, I feel like if I was a casting director, I'd be like, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, <laughs> take a walk on the wild side, get out of here, kid. <laughs> right. But um, but yeah, like back to like the Pilates and shit. Like I think like my friend Lucas said this. Like if you're trying to skate in your 40s, especially like street skate, you have to be on some kind of program. You know what I mean? Like you got to hmm. do something. Oh, so it's like a program. Skate. It can't just be. You can't just skate. Yeah. Exactly. Dang. Oh, man. Well, I guess I got to ratchet up the game soon. 
wonder when the pools will be open again. That's that's what I miss. That that for me was that was that was my thing with swimming. Up until last year, like I was peaking like three, four times a week. Felt amazing. Oh, I do that. I'd swim laps for cardio in the summertime because it's too fucking hot over here. Mm. I tried to do butter learn butterfly the other day, but like I couldn't breathe. Like I had to take a break. I was had to take a break. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, dude, swimming is the shit. Like for cardio. Hell yeah. Because like oh, running like will fuck up your knees and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. If you do distance. Oh yeah, like along the lines of that um, viral uh, frontside field grind. Like yeah, that kid Alexis Ramirez is pretty special. Like he skated to the best song I think that Nina Simone joint. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that kid's pretty special. Like he's like the he's like the master of the uh, the pinch the pinch fifty fifty. Yeah. He and Jamie Foy are like on that wave big time. Oh, I got a question. Speaking of skate mafia, because there's no skate mafia without shorties. You know those first two, I guess yeah, the first formal two shorties videos, um, fulfill the dream and guilty. Man. <sighs> Why doesn't or why didn't Vice do an epically later about the whole Shorty's team? Because that was, I mean, that was like behind the music worthy. You know, what a fall from grace. You know, those guys had everything, and then it like it fell apart for almost everybody on all those teams. And um, I think it was Tony Buyalos, the owner. He died recently. He yeah, died. Yeah, rest peace, that guy. Yeah, R.I.P. Like it was. It just seemed like it all fell apart. Like that should have been. They should have been picked up where world left off like they literally were because like world got you know rocco sold dwindle in like 98 or 99 and then shorties was blown up that should have been you know they should have been the successor they should have been the little kid company and they were and then they weren't well i guess add that to the list of uh skate docs that we would like to see you know Uh, i want to like real tear jerker too you know like super sad music piano is everything you yeah, know, maybe they maybe get the reunion. crazy monk to do the score. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Ingvar Olsen. Oh my god. Yo, best best part in that vid, straight up. <laughs> Dude, the board side Steve, off the roof, fucking so insane. Good. So good. Like what a way to start a video. Steve Olsen skating the gangstar. You knew like you knew you were you were strapping in for something amazing. But yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, no, no shorties, no fulfill the dream, no guilty, no skate mafia. I wonder if is Tone Nguyen is he still around? Is he still skating or? I, don't I think know. not really. I, I love it. I think I saw his Instagram or something. There's a little, a couple of clips on there, but like, not like on the level. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Oh God, they had, the God, that team was stacked. Dude. He was so good. Like kickflip, backside, tailside, uh, the LA high rail, like way back when. Mm-hmm. I think he, it's really good, but yeah, like you know what? Like, Skate Mafia has a lane, straight up. They got a lane. It may not be for everybody. If you're nostalgic for mid '90s New York City, it's definitely not for you. But, but you know what? It's there. It exists. And if you go to San Diego, you might catch the same vibe and decide, you know what? Like, let me go get a California burrito and you know just hang out and watch these guys. <laughs> so, so salute to you, Skate Mafia, for sticking to it and reminding us that. You know, not everything was perfect and done by Bill Strobeck. Indeed. All right. I want to wrap up this uh, Skate Mafia uh, discussion with a uh, no context, just frontside or backside. No, we're not getting into this. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to no. help. <laughs> You're going to abstain? All right. Oh, abstain? No. I'll, I'll just say, well, we're not 
Okay, we can't get into the whole thing because we did that on Skate Twitter like uh, like a month ago, like a month and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, but no, I'll just say like one. Not word. a whole thing, just just no context, just frontside or backside. Jason, where where do you stand? Frontside. Patrick, where do you stand? Backside. I say frontside. Well, we agree to disagree. <laughs> as much as I hate that phrase. <laughs> Thrasher took us on a plazication to Prague Stalin Square this week. Jason, this is very in your wheelhouse. When Americans are allowed to travel again, uh, where are you headed on your next plazication? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, it's no secret. If you listen to this podcast or follow me on Twitter or whatever, like this is my number one favorite subgenre of skating. Um, Stalin footage is probably my favorite place to see footage from. So this was awesome. Actually, by the way, my favorite like Stalin edit or whatever is like the sports class Enter the Stalin edit from like three years ago mm. with like tom snape and um this guy merrick kosak and the other slovakian guy on primitive on primitive it's like vx with the vignette it's real sick mm. so definitely check that out if you're into stalin but um yeah hmm, if i could go anywhere in the world on a plazication i thought about this a lot i would probably go to the one in majorca that they did like the Ooh. second plazication episode mm-hmm. with with like gustav and tyler surian shit because it's just a short cigarette boat trip from ibiza oh word <laughs> yeah yeah i looked on the map it's um pretty close it's like there's like three islands there like i forgot what they're called but anyway yeah it's like right next to or you know as far as islands go ibiza so you know, like skate jump on a cigarette boat or whatever and go to like ibiza you do that whole thing so that's why what about you guys? Ooh, I didn't even have an answer ready for uh, for this one. Uh, Patrick, you want to answer while I contemplate? Um, oh, my God. There's so many. But, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, one of the places I went to on my honeymoon, which is uh, was a, the Commercial Plaza in Lisbon, where you've seen, been seeing a lot, of the, a lot of the edits, like big, wide, open plaza with marble oh, benches. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Is there like a yellow building in the background yes. or something? Yep. Yeah, it's the yeah, um, this is real good. You know, the shipping uh, department of shipping and uh, commerce, but yeah, Woo! amazing food. It's plenty of space um, in the evening, mornings and evenings. It's, it's empty, and actually, there's a lot of plazas like that all around that area in the port in Lisbon. And God, it was such a magical and wonderful place, and just beautiful. Like it's just amazing to look at. Um, yeah, actually, my wife and I, whenever we travel, because uh, she's an urban planner, she doesn't mind going on the adventures to see skate plazas because a lot of city planners, a lot of urbanists really are fascinated by or, or, or big supporters of the way that skateboarders view the world. And also seeing how these places are, you know, taking on a life of their own, especially in the Internet era. So uh, we definitely I'm, we're definitely looking forward to traveling again. But we have visited a lot of plazas i'm talking about let's see like where have we been to so together we've been to emb love park in muni freedom plaza plaza messina in nice even though that's gone south bank republic um le dome it, it's it's just great to go to those places um just to see you know just to, just to catch a vibe and you know it's it's very nerdy to do skate tourism like that but you know like that's that's part of it, you know. You know what it was when you signed up. Like this is what I like doing. Yeah. You know, we go we go someplace and there's something skate related. I want to see that. That's that's on the itinerary. Yeah, Hopefully it's like on uh, day one. like why are you taking me to this bench? 
like, you know, like, what the, why are you taking me to this, like, granite bench in a park in, like, Brussels or whatever? It's like, no, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, it's as important as the Louvre, too. Exactly, like, yo, it's going to be the photo that gets more likes on uh, on Instagram. It's just like, dang, what'd you get on that? Yeah. It's like, we took two trams and a subway train to get here. It's totally worth it. But also, at least in Europe, a lot of those places tend to be in culturally relevant or hip areas. So, for example, um, you, you know, like uh, Makba. There's a great museum there. There's awesome shopping in and out of those alleyways surrounding the plaza. And there's a huge, um, there's a huge Keith, uh, Keith Haring mural on the wall right next to the, like, the big blocks. So there's plenty to look at. It's, it's awesome. It's it's. It's a vibe to go there, you know? It's not like these places are in the middle of nowhere and, you know... And it's, it's definitely not like you're dragging them to some school. That would be awkward. Yeah. All right, honey, we got to hop this fence real quick so I can look at this <laughs> uh, fiberglass picnic table. <laughs> <laughs> then, he, then, then I think there would be some, some difficult questions. <laughs> yeah. But have you figured out where you want to go for your plazication? First plazication when uh, we get the all clear? Um... Uh, no, I was thinking maybe uh, Republic. Is that is that the one where it's kind of a skate park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, it is. It is. Yeah, awesome. The ground is awesome. Um, and it's just yeah, that fun. place is rad. That, but also, I, you know, I gotta stay on brand, and I would not skate any of the built for skating obstacles. Strictly street. I mean, you, gotta, you gotta do that. You <laughs> 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 skate a ledge anywhere. <laughs> But not these ledges. True, true. <laughs> what, is, um, what, what do they have there? Do people like build shit there or what? That's all the city. At, uh, Republic. Yeah, that's all the city. Um, it's the mayor of Paris, Anne Hidalgo, is very, very, very progressive and is very much at the on the cutting edge of really getting uh, the city involved in getting people off the road and skateboarding is part of her, you know, trying to make Paris what's called the 15-minute city. A lot of more car-free zones, encouraging people to bike, take skateboards, to walk. And they're very, very keen on funding skating. They said, like, hey, people are skating here. Let's make it happen. Let's make it safe. Put together some obstacles. And it's great. Like, uh, when I went there, there was a mini ramp. Like, just, like, right there. chilling. Yeah. (laughs) You know? It's a very forward-thinking way of looking at uh, city planning and working with people within... um, you know, working with your constituents. And I wish it was something that was normalized here because, you know, you could devote multiple episodes to the kinds of fights that, you know, have gone down between skaters, skate activists, and cities about saving skate plazas. Like, you know, DC Shoes famously offered the city of Philadelphia $1 million to help normalize and legalize skating at Love Park. And Philly stupidly turned it down. Well, well, yeah, I mean, we've, we've recited this chapter and verse on this podcast. It's like, uh, you know, Europe is like bizarro world from America <laughs> with this shit. It's like they actually appreciate, like, aesthetics and culture and whatnot. You know what I mean? America is just, like, authoritarian for, like, authoritarianism's sake. Like, there, yeah. is this, like there is this one meme. I'll try to link it in the show notes. I think it's just a count, like, bad skater memes or something. Like, the top one is, like, one of those meme people. And it's like, oh... I mean, let's go to the uh, Contemporary Art Museum, like having a beer, enjoying a session, you know what I mean? Saying mm-hmm. hi to everyone, looking at some art, saying hi to the security guards. And like the bottom guy is like 
well, here's a curb. Yeah. <laughs> like, I might, could try to skate it, but the owner might call the cops or even worse, shoot me and kill me. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's super corny. It, 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 makes, it really hit home. Very it relatable. Makes, it makes no sense. I mean, it actually it t- it also ties into the whole thing about public drinking in America. It's like, these are grown adults as long as nobody's doing anything wildly illegal. You know, and also, like, it's selective policing and profiling when it comes to enforcement of uh, open container laws. And that's that's on the oh, same yeah. tip, you know? You know, why not just let people skate and hang out, you know? I, well, I got no answer for that. <laughs> well, it's almost like um, if you're not, like, making money or spending money, you know what I mean? There's no reason for public. It goes back to, like, whatever. Public, public space debates and whatnot, like. If you're mm-hmm. not making money or spending money, like you're, pre- you know, get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, which is obscene. And then, <laughs> and and what's, you know, again, you know, you look at um, the ways that skaters really develop a relationship with a plaza. It, it's that's a, actually a very rare thing because most people kind of just come into this world and they, at least in the U.S., all they do is they work and consume, right? They have no actual depth in the way that they engage with the spaces around them, right? They're just yep. there, right? And that maybe that's part of the reason why people in, say, Orange County and San Diego are so mad about masks and such, because what are they doing? All you do is work and consume. That's your whole shit. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you can't go to the office and you can't go and chill at brunch for four hours on Sunday. You know, you're gonna, <laughs> you're mad as hell and you're not gonna take it anymore. But skating you're you're interacting with the public you are interacting with space and you're developing a relationship with it and understanding with it and you know that's something that uh that's actually a very important thing it's a very powerful thing and it's something that we should really applaud ourselves for um and these plaza you know like you know these movements to save plazas or to preserve them like look at you know hotel de ville in um in lyon legendary spot they were gonna city was gonna tear it down and now look you know, it's all renovated. It's all, you know, J.B. Gillette is out there killing it, you know. And then skateboarders, it's because skateboarders have, you know, have developed a, a working relationship with a place, you know. Most regular people don't think about stuff like that, you know. They're completely in their own world and in their own bubble, you know. Cities should be happy when skateboarders are, are looking after public spaces like that. Because, like, looking at Stalin Plaza, that place really looks like, if there weren't skateboarders there, what would be happening in that part? Yeah, for real. It'd probably be like a homeless encampment or something, a place where junkies hang out. Yeah. Also, at least based on this uh, episode of Plaza Cation, it looks like they were able to work with the city and like do a petition and like save it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I believe... Uh, shit, I should like look this up before speaking, but I know Paul O'Connor was watching that space very closely as he lives in... Um, in Prague, and uh, oh shit, yeah, I think that they had closed it because of like concerns about uh, like structural integrity. And then after mm-hmm. they did did some research, they're like, oh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that. But I guess in the in the plastication thing, they were talking about how like maybe they were going to put like some museum in, in its place or something like that. Oh, I don't know. Museum to yeah. Stalinism. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah, I think um, I think Mark said it was going to be like a museum, I guess, about communism or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, the yeah. history of the Eastern Bloc and shit. And people were like, we don't want to remember that shit. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> exactly. we're over it. 
like we you know wait in line for toilet paper or whatever like we're fucking over it yeah yeah it's and and um i have a buddy who loves to travel to like the far reaches of the former soviet bloc um and he's obsessed with brutalism and really kind of out there soviet era architecture and he's like it's amazing these places are not even like graffiti crews are hitting them right People are that detached, you know, society has re- are really that detached from them, you know? And like that, that's fascinating. Like, you see, like, memorials to, you know, fallen soldiers during World War II. Um, you see mausoleums to fallen leaders. It, it's it's very, very odd. And I think, um, you know, that might be, like, that might be the next frontier. Because it, it's, you know, Stalin Plaza has been, you know, it, it's it's been making headlines for a few years now. But, uh, you know, I'm waiting for people to start going out to, like, Romania, Bulgaria, you know, maybe even going out to Central Asia, like, really, really getting out there. Yeah, I'm you sure know? that stuff is out there, you know, like, Kenny Reed was kind of at the forefront of going going deep, and then there's, like, Patrick Wallner, who mm-hmm. goes deep into, you know, oddball locations. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that could, that could be a great next destination for the Plazacation series. Yeah. Um, which which would work because I think like an odd thing about the Plazacation series is it's like it doesn't focus on the locals. Mm-hmm. It's like all about you know carpetbaggers basically coming in and like you know we're gonna Dang, like those are strong words. <laughs> <laughs> locals um, only, bro. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like these places have like strong scenes with good local skaters, and you know, like maybe a little more respect should be paid to them. But it's it's cool to see like Jordan Trahan and Deeds ripping Stalin Plaza, but like maybe it'd be cooler to see more of the locals. Out to Deeds, man. Um, what about like places in former Yugoslavia? Because there's about what there's, what there's now six, yeah, six former republics that made it up, and two are in the European Union, and the rest are at least you know you can get there. Like, you know, what about like going deep into Serbia or Montenegro or um, or North Macedonia, Macedonia, whatever they call themselves this week. I know it's officially North Macedonia, but I don't think anybody's using that outside of official purposes. But yeah, like, like Greece, Greece is sick based on what I've seen. Greece has some yeah. sick. Mo- I don't know. I'll ask my bro Alan, uh, legendary slap pal, who's Croatian. If there's any pauses out there, I'm I'm sure there must be. Because also, you know what? It's also because um, in a lot of places in Europe, it's just like very. It's a radically different concept of. A public space. Um, there was a great yeah. plaza in Evry, which is to the southeast of Paris, where I lived. I was a teacher there, and it was just like it was right in front of like the first new cathedral that had been built in France in a hundred years. And it was like, you know, this is like a, a very stereotypical French new town. Everything was concrete. Everything you know, like built in the fifties and sixties. You know, all the buildings like the same color concrete. Uh, huge, 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 huge plazas. There was actually, I remember, there was a couple contests that they held there. Um, just like the ring suburbs around Paris. Like, um, there's a lot of footage at uh, Créteil, which is the place with um, the big um, cross of Lorraine. You've probably seen it. It's in, it's in. It often shows up in Paris footage. I think Reynolds did a bunch of shit there in, uh, recently. Was it like he did he back three it? Can't remember. Throw a link in the in the. Uh in the podcast notes and i'll put it in the in the show notes yeah. so we can figure all that out but yeah is like that actually, that like uh is that that like big four or big five or whatever yep that's the one that's the one it's like everything is oh yeah i know what you're about. 
sand colored smooth 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 tile that joint yeah oh okay that with like the swirly pattern on the ground and shit yep, yep. oh yep. That, yeah i know exactly yeah that's where i want to go on a plazication too yeah that place is that place to say actually man you could probably do a whole plazication around the ring suburbs of paris um and you know like most of them are pretty chill like some of them yeah, like some of them yeah you got to be on your guard but you know if you've been traveling as a skateboarder you kind of know better you can tell a dicey neighborhood when you see one most of them are very 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 chill um some are super deprived um and are in a really really rough space economically but yeah just you know use your head and i think most skaters are pretty decent about this um yeah. but yeah like yeah like there's a ton like a, a lot of those cities all have like a big plaza like there's like a big central space in town and you know that 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 could be a whole that could be a whole video well uh live skateboard media um they actually did a series called parisi which Mm -hmm. each clip focused on one uh you you'll probably correct my pronunciation here but arondos arondos neighborhood basically what's the french word arondissement yeah yeah i had no chance (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah, all 20 each clip focuses on on one of those neighborhoods. I don't think they got all twenty, but it's uh, a series worth checking out. Oh man, I would go straight to the banlieue, all the all the ring cities. That'd be the move. That'd be yeah. Just jumping off what Patrick said before, uh, I think this is like probably the best intellectual property that Thrasher has going. Like the, it would be sick if they could expand it into like an actual like travel log type of series. Know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like make it like a half hour like video episode. Better than King of the Road. <laughs> That's bold words. King, bold words. King, well, King of the Road. Is King of the Road done? Are they done with that? Or I, mean, I don't even know. <laughs> I think the Vice is done. Isn't, isn't the whole Vice network not, done? I don't know. But the Vice channel and network is done. Oh, because of um, they had a lot of cuts. Oh yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, I don't have a watch on time. It's on my cable. Yeah, they 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 um. Honestly, after Jesus and Mero split for Showtime, um, it's been really, really, really rough. And also, there's been a lot of concerns about their spending and, like, what's the story about their finances? And then Disney devalued um, their shares in the company. And there's been some very serious accusations of worker misconduct, sexual harassment, um, just a very poor work environment. Um, just like a confluence of bad things happening. I think. There's a new CEO now who's try who's been trying to write the ship, but um, I don't know. I mean, like you know, this is a bit of a you know, this is a bit divergent. But you know, it's something like Vice, which was you know came out of like the whole uh, you know drinking Sparks and taking way too many drugs and being drinking on like some Sparks, you know, and, and being like <laughs> on some Lester Bangs type. Uh, fantasy shit like that doesn't fly anymore man like people are people do not people are not nobody nobody thrived in that kind of chaos it's just like people thought it was cool you know and now people are are off that idea of like oh we're trying to be edgy you know it's yeah it's not a time for advice nah you can be like coming to you know coming to work in like a speedo with like a a football (laughs) helmet on and being like what dude it's research (laughs) But anyway, I would like to see an extended like plazication. What is, I mean, what is a good idea? Yeah, you would call Thrasher. I mean, what are some plazas in the U.S. that could use a little bit more love? You know, I think num- number one is legislative in Nashville. I think mm. 
overlooked and super sick. Oh, was that, that was in an episode of um, Yo MTV Sports? Or, excuse me, MTV Sports. I'm confusing that with Yo MTV Raps, but yeah, it was like uh, the skate, the skate rollerblade and BMX episode with Dan Cortez when he was hanging out at Chicken's Pool. It's actually in a four one one. Yeah, I yeah. think that um, that video piece was made by a uh, dark man behind Primitive. Name, yeah, I can't remember. Spanish Mike? No. Um, Brinkley? See, he's, I think it is Heath Brinkley. Yeah, because I, I think I've corresponded with him. Let's yeah, see. he talked about it on his uh, Nine Club episode. Yeah, it, it was actually great. Like, that was, um, especially at a time where, you know, a lot of us were just, like, starved for skateboard content. To see well-filmed skateboarding on MTV and Guy Skating Chicken's Pool, which you know, had been in uh, the few videos I'd seen at the time. Like, that was awesome. That was really, really dope. Um, yeah, I, I feel like maybe a friend had, like, recorded that off of MTV and, like, we, we like, watched it multiple times because, yeah. yeah, we were just so starved for content. It was like, this is new skateboarding. We're going to watch it. Yeah, I think I, I watched it recently and I was like, hey, this held up. Like, some of these guys were nice. <laughs> I was, like, I was impressed. And, like, it was weird, too, because they chose rollerbladers to represent New York City. And so they were skating at the bank. So I was just like, this is disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like imagine what that time capsule would have been if they had, like, chosen the right skaters. If they'd chosen Harold Hunter to be on MTV. <laughs> uh, yeah, and world history would be completely different. Yeah, he could have well, been a VJ. He's like, yo, so what's up? This is Harold Hunter, yo, MTV raps. Cheer up, Jack. Have a this. fucking bagel, all right? <laughs> Listen, Harold was going to be a star, like, one way or another. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Oh, man. That, that's a great one. But, um, yeah, Harold Hunter, yo, MTV rap. Harold Hunter is like, he could have been a VJ. He could have been one of those dudes. Harold Hunter doing yo, uh, you know, MTV rap. Or, or even better, uh, Harold Hunter doing MTV news. Yeah. Harold Hunter at the MTV Beach House. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yo, you know what? We... we we got we got two little snippets of what that could have been like in the Redman MTV Cribs and that brief but brilliant show uh, Adventures in Hollywood with Three Six Mafia after they won their Oscar. Oh man, <laughs> uh, what could oh, man. have been? Would, yo, he he would have saved Harold Hunter would have single handedly saved MTV. I think so. While we're uh, taking flights of fantasy. Uh, what what plazas could have gotten the plazacation uh, treatment in their heydays? I'm thinking like the pit in Venice Beach, like 80s, 90s, two different plazacations. <laughs> Someone was stole that camera. <laughs> yeah, the, the pit was was fun. I skated there a couple of times. Like 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 the sand got in your bearings or whatever, and it was like hot as fuck during the day. But yeah, those, that place was pretty fucking fun. 80s pit would have been crazy. That oh. was like a whole nother vibe. I mean, it would have been interesting, but I don't know. Would, would, the, would the camera crew have escaped with their lives? I don't know. <laughs> they would have had to be like chaperoned or had like a fixer. Psycho Michael would come out, escort them <laughs> around. You know. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're good with the locals, like you're, you know what I mean. You're probably good. It's like, it's yeah. like any place. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, Venice in some parts is still dicey, and I'm not, and I'm not talking about that. Uh, I'm threatening to call the cops, dicey. I'm talking about like that real deal. Come up off that chain and empty your wallet tight. Damn, I, w- I would have thought those guys would have been priced out of Venice. Ah, man, they, they're still lurking, dude. <laughs> well, they're good still for them. 
holding it down, holding it down. Um, you know what? I think. Would you guys count the banks as a plaza? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, sure. um, I think like a dedicated, yeah, like a dedicated plazacation to the bank. Actually, no, 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 no. Scratch that. Uh, Newport, like Newport South Street Seaport, like Papalardo winning era. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh, I spent um, spent a lot of hours down there in that era. It was pretty fun. So much fun. That like imagine it was like, like a small plazacation. Tiny, really, really, really tiny. But it would have been cool. Um, did anybody ever like? Was there ever like a four one one about uh, about EMB? Like I know there's one about Pier Seven in you know that's really like it was like they, at the time they were just calling it the new spot. Right. Um, yeah. But even then, like I'm talking about like something dedicated with tons and tons and tons and tons of footage. Like a spot check. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Or that just be. I don't think they ever like. I think at that point, like there was already like security was coming down on it. Probably by like the mm-hmm. end of '93. Dang. So I don't think yeah. they did a spot check or anything. But, An uh, EMB plazacation in the heyday would would have been amazing. Well, well th- yeah. there's a hotel right there. Yeah. You know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that'd be easy. Just like you know, get down and get some continental breakfast. You know, get a little coffee, two Danishes. You know, smoke a cigarette, and boom, there you are. Ultimate plazacation. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I like, I was, I was brainstorming for this episode. I, I was thinking about, like, some of the plazas in Brazil look super sick. Like, in the uh, like in the first episode of Plaza Cajun, like, Carlos Ribeiro and Luan and um, that other dude that's on, on Almost. Yo, you were a Facini. They skate this insane plaza in uh, Rio de Janeiro that had, like, four, four different sections or whatever. Yeah. So that would be a real, yeah, Brazil is supposed to be pretty fun. Yeah. So, or so okay. I've read. So here's the thing, though. There are plenty of brand new plazas all across China, right? Would they yeah. count for a plazacation, or have they been blown up too much by people going on a mission to go to China to film? I I kind of feel like it would almost be the perfect plazacation since since it's not about the locals and it's just about like these uh you know imported skaters coming and hitting hitting the plaza so yeah some anonymous plaza in china might be you know number one plazacation destination yeah what like yeah, what? like uh, like, all those, like all those places that um that they skate in the ls video mm-hmm. like all those wild ass like you know it's like emb but like made out of marble and shit right yeah. oh I, i've heard that south korea has a lot of plazas um, I know a couple of people who went, like they did a, a big group trip over there and said it was super fun. They went in the winter though. So, um, it was definitively cold. They went to Seoul, but they said they had a great time and the skating was really, really fun. Um, and they had a great time and the nightlife was really dope too. Like that could be, you know, I'd love to see more South Korea footage. Yeah. No, it's a whole thing. No, I know the spot you're talking about. It's kind of like a fat, like a rectangular fountain or whatever. Mm-hmm. With ledges around it type of setup. Yeah, yeah, I know the spot you're referring to. That place looks amazing. Yeah, and oh, man, and the food. Ooh, bang. Kimchi. All day, every day. Barbecue. Actually, man, even just thinking about in COVID times, the idea that Korean barbecue, that's not happening. Mm. You know, I'm going to be sitting around a small table with a bunch of people with, you know, meat on an open fire, breathing all over it. Yeah, well, 
I'll be stoked to get back to doing that one day, eventually. One day. Um, But for now, um, we'll end the show and talk about what we're stoked on. Um, Patrick, what are you stoked on this week? Mm. Uh, Stoked on uh, Deluxe's new campaign for End Racism. Um, What they're doing is sending boards out to a bunch of shops and basically encouraging the locals and the shops themselves to pick an organization and raffle off the boards and be creative and figure out ways to really engage with the community, not just, uh, you know, not just donating a bunch of money themselves, but saying, like, no, let's be creative with this. Like, you guys, figure something out, you know, work with your community, you know. You know, if the skate shop is a part of the community, you know, show us. Um, stoked on Venture Trucks. Uh, I got a set of uh, Gino Iannucci's, the ones with um, the little bird on them. I think, uh, oh, shit. I think it's time to... Yeah, I'm thinking about setting up a new board. I'm, I'm not going to save those. What am I going to do with a set of trucks that I'm not going to skate? Just keep them in the supply box? Nah. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, I'm stoked on shorts. Um, I, I'm going to get some of those Adidas terry cloth shorts for chilling. Um, I just started a new job, and it's still hot, so you know I can still work in shorts. So bong bong. Shout out to that. You, you don't like uh, subscribe to the philosophy where like you get dressed in work clothes for working at home? Oh, hell no. Like, Apollo, sure. <laughs> I mean, like, what? You want me to, like, there's that famous picture of, uh, what is it, Ronald Reagan? He's wearing a, a shirt and tie up top, and he's wearing white sweatpants. You know, like, looks like a yeah, total yeah. hype beast. It's very weird. <laughs> hell no. That, that's so uncomfortable. <laughs> that's hilarious. You wear a clean and, de- clean and decent shirt. But, like, I'm not, I'm, like, I'm not wearing, like, jeans and, like, a, a button-up to be on a bunch of calls with people only see me from the waist up. Hell no. Nah. I just have like a specific set of work sweatpants. <laughs> Versace? No, I think I think they're like like the JSP. Oh, Jimmy Grecky, like the JSP, uh, some of those. Okay, nice. Those, nice. Those are the best sweatpants out. We'll say they're Versace adjacent. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Probably better. They're probably better than sweatpants. They probably are. Uh, Jason, sweatpants. Uh, Jason, what are you stoked on this week? Well, I too. Am- I'm stoked on the uh, Venture Truck Company out of San Francisco, California. The uh, Venture yep. X bus crew trucks are probably maybe in your local shop. I think they got them at a venue here in Richmond. Um, a bunch of other shops, too. Also stoked on this documentary on Netflix called Fear City. It's about, it's basically how about the FBI kind of took out the five biggest families in the mafia, like, all at once. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. If you're into mafia lore or, like, the history of New York City in the late 70s, early 80s, it's, like, must-watch. It's insane. Fear City, right? Yeah, Fear City, yes. On Netflix. Also stoked on the new promo from uh, DOA Skateboards. Uh, I guess Steve Fletch, the guy that runs it, is he's probably, like, a bigger, like, world industries head than I am. And, like, uh, kind of, like, every song, like, visual transition – that type of shit in this video is all like a throwback to some old world video, like Love Child, Twenty Shot, whatever. So, if you're an old world head, it's um, yeah, it's pretty fucking rad. Tell me, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on my tomatoes, uh, a very specific variety called the Tumbling Tom. Grows in a container, and they're, um, I don't know, maybe about like a little bit smaller than a ping pong ball, uh, and it's like a super easy tomato to keep growing and it's like super productive so i just go out in the backyard pluck a tomato off the plant pop it in my mouth you know can't get any fresher than that 
So just, yeah, stoked on Tumbling Tom tomatoes and, you know, fresh tomatoes in the summertime. It's pretty awesome. Farm, farm to table, as they say. Yeah. Bravo. Farm to table. That sounds delicious. That's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out MostlySkateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes. Uh, until then, you can keep up with us all week online. Uh, Jason, where can the people find you? On the Twitter at Carbonite1994, on the Instagram at FrozenCarbonite, and writing stuff for CoreSnacks.com. Working on some new stuff. Uh, probably be out like beginning of September. So Shout out right. to the snack. Looking yes, forward sir. to it. Uh, Patrick, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter, uh, at Colonel K Speaks, uh, and on Instagram at P-K-I-G-O-N-G-O. That's P-K-I-G-O-N-G-O. Templeton, where can the people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm on the internet on Twitter, at Mostly Skate, and on Instagram, at Mostly Skateboarding. And all our handles are now linked in the show notes if you don't want to remember that shit. Uh, so... We'll see you guys next week. Later. Be safe.